Tuning Your Choice, Tapping Into the Frequency of an Empowered Life. This podcast is all about making choices. Let's face it, life is all about choice we make. And what would you do when life gives you lemons? Here, I will share inspirational story of everyday warriors who have overcome struggles, adversity, challenges, and learned how to be their life authors and live life to the fullest. By capturing their stories, then learning and their experiences, each story become like a piece of evidence, and they can give you the courage that you can too. Do you know it only takes one second to make the choice? The choice that can lead you out of the loop of struggle, the choice that allows you to claim your power and be the author of your own story. Throughout the podcast, you're gonna hear story from everyday people who have made empowered choice that lead themselves to live a happy and fulfilled life. Their tales will inspire you, uplift you, and give you hope that there is always a different choice to make in any situation. But before that, let me tell you a little bit about me and why making an empowered choice is so important to me. Hi, I'm your host Sue Sakilan. I'm a transformational speaker, a breakthrough mentor, and a subconscious healing specialist. Coming from a challenging background, where my parents disowned me when I was just eight months old. Growing up, I experienced bullying, abuse. And family violence. I experienced firsthand how trauma can impact our life, physically and mentally, and how it can leave deep scars in our subconscious mind. But I make a choice to liberate myself from the past, to get on my own healing journey at the age of fifteen. Now, twenty years later, I am living my purpose. Spreading the message of choice, helping others to transform, and reminding each one of us that you have a choice. No matter where you tuning in from, join me. Possibility. Hello, hello! It's two weeks again. Welcome back, tuning in your choice podcast, and today we have our guest Ariello. If you happen just tuning this week, go back last episode because me and Aria already have a long conversation. I've checked, and she have shared her story. And this week we bring her back in here to share more about how us we can deal with setback and challenges, and how we're being our life author. A little information about Aria. Aria is a coach, international best-selling author, and international speaker. She helps coaches, entrepreneurs, and business owners to live life that they desire and deserve. Aria went through a very dark times in the past, but she turned her life around within twenty-one days. So this episode, we're gonna listen. And hear her story, how she actually turned her life around in 21 days. I never heard this story before, and I'm really excited. So now, couldn't wait. Let's just invite Aria back in here with us. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Aria. So a little recap from last week, um, last episode that we were saying, so you're from um, middle class background in Thailand, and then you have, um, um, you come from a quite controlling environment that almost all your life, career path, study is always under control and under a plan. And last week you also talked about that, how you determined to gain back, gain back control of your life and start your life in US, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so how's like, let's just go straight in. And after you have your life in US, how is it? And how did this come and lead to the setback and challenges? Uh, thank you, Susaki Leung. Um, yeah, so after I finished my degree in computer science, I got jobs there. I decided to um, have a house built for me. <laughs> and well, the story with my dad did not finish there. Even though I lived alone now and be independent he still came um visit me and stay with me a few months at a time again and now i think it is <laughs> for me it worse it is worse because every time he came and stayed he would find and criticize anything in my house nothing works nothing good everything mm, yeah any tidy bit but then um that was okay because it was for me only a few months i could yeah tolerate it and then one day um i got a phone call from my sister saying that my dad planned an arranged marriage for my brother my second brother. At that time, he already had his, um, a girlfriend and they were serious. <laughs> and so um, for me, I thought that I wanted to help him, help my brother. Because what came to mind was the event when my dad broke up my sister's relationship with her boyfriend. And I was there with her. I couldn't do anything for her. All I could do was just hold her and cried with her. For me, it was heartbroken and the feeling of helpless. So this time I thought, okay, I wanted to at least talk to my dad. So I call him up and try to, to um, talk reason or something like that. Because I have heard from many, um, from a few people back in Thailand about this new girl that my dad arranged, that she was not nice and she was not friendly to the family. Yeah, so, I thought, 
Well, at least I wanted to talk something with my dad. I wanted him to at least give my brother some time. Mm. Or maybe, maybe, yeah, I tried that. Maybe it might be a good idea to let them know each other more. Could hmm. be that they like each other. Never know, <laughs> right? Even though other people doesn't like her, it doesn't mean that my brother wouldn't like her. So at least give them, give my brother time to also work out with his girlfriend. No, is it a big no-no if you say no to an arranged marriage? Is is your is your brother have a chance to say like no I have a girlfriend and I'm really in love with her. Mm. Not a chance. And I saw that happened with my sister. Mm. So yeah, and that also turned out to be a really big fight. <laughs> And my dad disowned me <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I can love it now, but at that time it was really, really cratched me. Because hmm. now it's, you know, the feeling of kite when the line, the kite line was cut. Yeah, it goes out of control. And I, my life was spiraling down from that moment because mm. I fell into a really, really um, deep and major depression. How? Because, because How? yeah, you um, go ahead. Because he said, "I don't deserve to be his daughter." I don't deserve to be a part of the family anymore. So that is hurt. Yeah. Hmm. And after that? Yeah, I, like I said, I had a deep depression, and for me. Um, was that I don't see the reason to be alive. So at that point, it was I knew that I was um, suicidal. And I knew myself, because I, I knew when I had um, depression, I would have negative thoughts swirling in my in my head so this also happened and this time it was also a plan not a good plan <laughs> so i called my brother up i said i cannot live alone now it's i am dangerous <laughs> and i i need somebody to watch over me and he let me move with him move in with him for a while 
but he yeah my my brother and his wife worked during the day so during the day i was alone at home and again the thought yeah i know it's 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 better than um than living alone but it's not impossible for my plan and yeah so it was the last moment before i take all those medication like a bottle <laughs> like I, a sleeping pill anything i have mm. any <laughs> mm. for the depression for yeah so very some some strong medications mm -hmm. so the last moment i saw my dog and the thought that came to mind was who would take care of him that's how i changed my mind mm. to stop taking that bottle of medication and end your life hmm. yeah. but after that and so at so, that point did you still like or did you already talk to your father or have you guys talked ever since um okay and you were in thailand or in us i was in the us i was working mm. as a um, software engineer mm. and because of that incident and i moved um to i i stayed with my brother for a while and all, all this time i had well i talked with my psychiatrist every week mm. but then well the medication after a while it's it's like it bring you up just a little bit mm. <laughs> just to get out of that um suicidal mm -hmm. but it it doesn't help that i would come back and live healthy and happy it's only numb <laughs> mm. so yeah. i went back um back home um but it's also had the effect that well because of depression i couldn't work effectively not anymore so eventually i lost my job i lost the house lost everything so that was how i spent i think was the next few years like that after that i tried to work on my own tried to uh, start my own business and do some stuff but yeah it was like yeah life was not fun it's not that i would have a will to do anything because i think in a way in my mind i blame my depression on my dad so that was my mindset during that time i wouldn't think that i would be any successful mm. yeah and so that was for a while and then my dad's cancer he had cancer a few years 
a few years earlier. And then I got news that his cancer is back. And because I was single, I was the only one single at that time. My two brothers had uh, his own family. My sister also had his her own family. So I, it was like I was the only choice, and I was the only one uh, to kind of convenient to come back home and take care of my dad. So I came back and yeah, stay with him. Oh my god. <laughs> Like I said, that coming back, it was like also being a prison again, because every move was watched and criticized, and so it was to the point that, for me, it was suffering. For me, it was no freedom. So, I. I was to the point that I couldn't stand it, so I was really short-tempered. Anything, somebody say something or do something that I don't like, I would explode. <laughs> that was my condition at that point. And then um, there was one day I was on the way. Well, it was my house. My dad's house was multi-story. I came downstairs on the way out. I didn't know that my my brother had arranged with a hospital to take me to the hospital. So when I came down and go out, there was one person. Hiding underneath the stairs, another person hide hit behind the kitchen door. So when I went out past him, I didn't see anything. He grabbed me from the back and lock my neck and or some something somehow I don't know anymore. My upper body was locked. The other person come and grab my leg, and I was carried to the ambulance. It, yeah. So it's it's the it's against my will. Of it's course. I was really, really scared for life. Hmm. Because you probably don't know where you're going at the time as well. No. It's, it's more like you're getting kidnapped in your own house, and you just get triggered or this you're frightened. Yeah, I was scared for life. I thought that they would take me somewhere and kill me. Mm. That was going on in my, in my head. Mm -hmm. So, well, on the way to the ambulance, I saw my both my brothers and my dad's driver standing there. I screamed for help. None came. 
Hmm. And I was put in the ambulance, and they drove me to the hospital. They gave me some medication that knocked me out for three days. Wow. Yeah. Because no. after that, I, I was I don't know anything. I, I think I was asleep because I woke up and the doctor told me I was sleeping for three days. No. And how do you feel once you get up, once you awake? The well, <laughs> when you are on medication, you are. <laughs> medicated, you, you're medicated. You basically it's like, what? Where am I? And yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. But then I think it turns out that um, because it's the hospital is kind of um, that what is psychiatry because. They have other, other mental illness patients also. So this area was locked, mm. and they limit um, interaction with family. They told me that if I don't want to pick up or answer the phone, or I don't want visit visitor, I have a choice. So for me, living there after a while, once I adjust to everything, it's just heaven. <laughs> Because I don't have anybody bother me. I was there. They have schedule. We have sports. <laughs> We play sports. So, yeah. So after a while, it's like. I love it, mm. and I don't want to come out. <laughs> and, and the other thing to interpret what you just said was it because one of the biggest distress factor in your life has actually been instantly removed. You got now your brother and your father is not around the area, especially your father. By um, what you just share with us, then you actually feel instantly relieved as well. Well, I think the important point was that I lost trust in my own family. Mm. Because when I screamed for help, they didn't help me, and then I found out that they are the one to put me in that position. To kidnap me, so I don't trust any one of them, and also I don't feel safe in my own home. Of course, I don't feel safe in Thailand because it means that men, men, boys can do anything. No law can protect me. So it basically, my foundation was just gone. Hmm. No safety net. No safety for me anymore. Mm. At that point. 
So to be locked up, it was a bless for me, blessing, because mm. in there, even though um, they can still, they can still um, actually they did. My brother told my um, told the doctor there that I was dangerous. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I was bad tempered. I didn't. I did. I was not hurting anyone. I know me because I am Buddhist. I practice Buddhist. The first thing is no, no killing. No killing. I have never hurt any single animal in my life. Hmm. And how long you spend the time in that psychiatrist, and what you do when you get out? A few, I would say, four or five months there. <laughs> I want to stay longer, <laughs> but the doctor said I'm fine. <laughs> Go back home. <laughs> yeah, you're like no, let me stay. Yeah. Well, f well during that time, I. Got to know um, my ex. He was there for his bipolar, and for me, it was <laughs> my escape. <laughs> um. So, yeah, when we came, when I came out from um, the hospital, I continue talking, and yeah. Talking to my ex, but this time, because well, the my main psychiatrist also talked to my dad because mm. he believed also that it's people around me has effects. Yeah. So it's not only me. Because once I go back and into that same environment, I'm gonna go back. My symptoms or my depression would come back. Mm. So um, this time, I was allowed <laughs> to rent um, outside, so I don't have to stay with him twenty four hours in that house. Mm. Yeah, but then yeah. So after a while, I think many months, one or two years after, after my dad passed, mm. I moved to Germany. Mm. Yeah, and how does that lead you to to turn your life around in twenty one days? That was not. <laughs> It was like being from a tough place into another bad place, because it turns out that my ex was also abusive, mm -hmm. controlling, <laughs> really manipulative. Because mm. every time we fight, it turns out that it's my depression mm -hmm. causing every problem 
And at the beginning, it was also that I was looking for love, desperate for love. I pleased people. I didn't love myself enough. So anybody wants anything, I do it. I want to be loved. And with that marriage, also that they treated me also like um, a maid, a second class. Every single vacation means going to his parents' house and that I help help out cleaning or cooking. And while the others, my ex included, or the other in-law, the other kids, relaxing upstairs. So eventually I, I thought, I don't want, this is not my vacation, this is work. So I start voicing my want. I don't want to go there. I don't want to be worker or helper only. It's my vacation. I want my vacation. So we started to have fight. The other thing is that um, my ex would ask his mother every time I want to cook something. So it has to be his mom's recipe, his mom's way of doing. So yeah, my vacation witch or my witch, I want something, it's put it on a list mm. and the list keep go growing, never be visited. The other thing was that um, what I felt was also when when we go to supermarkets, if I want to buy something or yogurt or something, no, you don't want that. What is the comeback? That is the answer. But when his family comes, his mother's comes, anything everything is the best expensive gift oh the other thing is that on my birthday in germany if it's the fifth or the the tenth like 25th 30th or the fifth and the, the tenth they it is really important my birthday, he went on vacation with his parents. I was alone at home. And he didn't tell me. I knew only later that it was supposed to be a big birthday party. Mm. So, so it's basically you don't feel that respect and also loving caring in with your intimate partner basically no. yeah and and after that like what you do like of course this also affects you see yourself 
in your value as well. And you are yeah. in a new country. You are in German from Thailand to U.S. Then now to German, and yeah. it's the whole other new horizon there. And and it, then what happened? How does that affect your depression? It was really bad because I, for me, for me, in my opinion, German people are not friendly. Hmm. At the beginning, I couldn't speak German. They have um, integration program that I need to to um, take German courses. I wanted to come home and practice, and my my husband wouldn't. He would speak English with me because <laughs> my German is not important. His English is more important. Mm-hmm. So, my German was not good enough. I couldn't find a job. The other thing is that because I had two masters, I cannot go out and take any lower job to improve my German. They won't. They wouldn't even look at your resume. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't even the talk to you. Is too high. Yeah. So my German is just. And yeah. after the courses, because they have they sponsor only for a while, and after that, I don't use, I forget. Mm. So this is, and so basically, I I was stuck. Mm. Cannot go anywhere, and cannot get any job. No friends, no family. It's terrible in a new country. It's very um, lonely as well. Yeah. So of course, depression is back because I was unhappy and no nowhere to go, no place to to turn to, nobody to support me. Mm. I cannot contact my 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 family. I don't yeah. talk them because I don't trust them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, I was my being was disappearing. Mm. Because when I say something, it was not heard. I was it it got turned around into that it's because my depression. Mm. Yeah. So basically, toward the end, it was. I don't know who I was. I don't feel that I was existing anymore. I, in my head, the question that I had was, "Who the heck is this?" I remember the time when I was in the U.S. that I was. Happy, I was carefree. When I want to go on vacation, I just drove. I took my car, and I don't see that anymore mm. because there were so many lies, so many broken promises, and and so at that point, it was like, yeah, I don't exist. 
So it was like I was disappearing, disappearing, disappearing. And, and what was your choice moment that the moment for everything's change to become who you are today? The moment was um, because I was disappearing and wa I wanted to find myself. I moved out. Um, yeah, it was another lie because <laughs> he said that I moved out and live separately for a year. Mm -hmm. And after a year, we would come back and I believed him. And then, yeah, so I moved, I, I got my own apartment. And then during this, this year, this separation year, according to the law is that the partner who earn more needs to support the other. And I didn't know that. But one day I found out that he had planned this. He had already um, contact a lawyer and he had his mom. Well, his mom is controlling or yeah, the money. Yeah. So and he had his mom adjusting his account so that it shows same income as mine. Yeah. That he doesn't and, pay. Yeah. And I remember you also shared before that um, everything's changed is actually when you wait back, then you watch the video and you felt your license. And can you share that with us? Yeah, so it was after, um, I think that lie was a wake-up call for me also, that I went ahead and start the divorce mm -hmm. process. After it finalized, I want my name back. And after I had my last name in every document back, I went back the, to Germany and then there was, I think it was only two weeks, really two weeks after I went back uh, to Germany. One day it was um, a clip about neuron network pop up. Usually I don't, I don't watch, I don't um, connect people with Facebook at that time. And that day I happened to turn it on and this clip popped up. And th that clip explained how um, the neuron network in the head work when they, if they have positive cell, they connect with positive cell. Mine was negative. Because de depression, the only thing in your head is only negative, negative mm. thoughts. So that clip was like a light switch for me. I just thought, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's explained. It's like I had my whole life in front of me. Darkness, 
I don't want it anymore. I don't want to live my life in the darkness anymore. So I made a decision. I want out. I don't want depression anymore. Yeah. And, and so that's it. Once you have the enlightened moment, and so you, after you watch that video, is there anything you do differently than before to help you with your transition? Um, I change everything. I, I want only, I know that to change that network, I need to replace negativity with positivity. So that 21 days, I lived only with positive things, positive thinking, positive feeling, positive um, talking, positive everything. And just trying to build that um, neural muscle and get it flies back together. Yeah. And yeah, this is really, really great method um to do as well and also of course now you're as a coach and mentor and you share this 21 day experience and your story and method and with the other modality together with your clients and so what's your biggest learning from that whole life story for me, we have power within us. We have power of choice. It's, it's the choice, that it's the decision that we make. It could affect you like it affects me my whole life. I changed from being suffered from depression for more than 20 years and I got out of it. No more. It's only one decision. The other thing that I have learned since is love comes from within. You have to love yourself first. Nobody can love you the way you'd love yourself. I know that in the past, or some people could say that they are not, they don't deserve the love. But who else can love you if you don't love yourself? So love comes from within. And we have power within us. And this power of choice, yes, sometimes you make decisions and it can, It could be that it doesn't go into your way, but you learn from it. It's like life is learning every day. And one good thing about life is every day when you get up, 
and it's a new day. And if you think that you make a choice that might be not aligned anymore, you still have chance to make it right. And you still make the other choice. Yeah. And because we always have the choice within us, we always be in control of our life, um, always have the power. Yeah. So when something happened, just ask where you want to go. Mm. And have to add on this too. So many people, when they might, if you don't know where you want to go at that right moment, it's okay. Ask yourself what you doesn't want can help you find clarity too. Yeah. Well, the other thing that I learned also, if you are really, really stuck and cannot find a way, ask for help. Yeah. Know when to ask. Because I know I asked help from my brother when I was suicidal. When I want to um, change life, I know that to get me back on track, I need support. So I reach out to, um, I think she was a um, psychologist at the beginning before, before I saw that clip. But she built me up also to the climbing up path. So know when to get help. Yeah. That's There's nothing wrong in in asking for help. I just think that it shows you your strength also. Because think about it, we don't usually like asking for help, right? Because yeah. it means that it's we lose, lose face, mm. or we don't know whether the other how the other people would see us. There are many reasons. I, for one. In the past, I don't like asking for help. But asking for help can be the best thing that anyone can have. Yeah. And I think it's time to remove the stigma of asking help is weak. Because it's, no, it's not. Asking helps also take courage. And I encourage everyone who is listening if you have no matter big event or small event i ask help every day and it just show that we as a human we connect with each other human is a very special species we are individual but we yeah. actually need to live with others together yeah yeah because helping each other is one of our core um strength as well by giving is also by receiving yeah so we are with um i i also believe um that well because my mom always say that giving is better than receiving but think about it if everybody just give and give nobody receive mm. who will we give so mm. we have to learn also to receive because yeah. that is also make other people happy 
Yeah. Yeah. And this is, is more like an energy flow as well. It yeah. all comes and goes around. So if any one end is not complete, the loops end. So by doing each other favor from today onwards, start opening your mouth and ask for help if you feel needed. Yeah. Yeah. And so thank you so much today. Um, by closing up, I usually ask this question to every guest that I interview. Is there any good book that you're reading and maybe that was helping your life journey before or maybe just some very good read that you recommend to me mostly and to the audience? Um, I have a few that I have been studying. <laughs> um, one is... Power, Wealth and Happiness. Yeah, the and power happiness. to increasing your power, wealth, and happiness by Alan Walter. And this also helped explaining a lot of um, my question. I have always, I I think my life is about searching for answer. And this gives me a lot. The second one is Little Voice Master, Mastery. Yeah. As this helped me um, with, yeah. The no. monkey voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's um, this one has also um, audio book. Yeah. And I, I listened to it when I was in Germany. But mm. now I am more into Alan's work because it's, it's about, um, being spiritual being our power as spiritual being yeah. so awesome thank you see i have enriched my book list again <laughs> and also um again thanks aria tuning in from thailand here with us today and to the audience we want to challenge you. What's that one choice you're going to make today? Just one choice, starting with the small step, can lead you to the great success. If you have anyone or maybe you have an inspiration story, they're wanting to share it and that would be benefit to collective, contact me. I would love to interview you and let you share the story. And last, remember... You always have a choice under all circumstances. I will also put Aria links, the content information in the subscription, uh, in the subscription and the link below. And so feel free to contact Aria. She's awesome. Thank you so much, Aria. Thank you so much, Suseki Lung. Bye. Really, really Bye. Cool.